The Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program presents the Lessons in Success podcast with Anna Steinfest. Every week, we will bring you the strategies and resources you need to build your business and add knowledge and expertise in order to have a profitable future for your business. Here's your host, the administrator of the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program, Anna Steinfest. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to our new episode of the podcast Lessons in Success. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer, and our topic today is finding what ties the top 20% of your customers together. Hello, Michael. Hello, Anna. Good to see you, and welcome, listeners. A reminder that we're trying to help that small business owner have a few ideas to take away today to make your business even better. In fact, this topic is extremely important for small business owners because that's, I mean, usually your revenue drives from 20% of your customers. So let's talk about this 20%. How do we identify them and how do we make sure that we make them happy? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we all have customers and, and some of them can be very difficult because they demand too much and they don't pay us well and they're slow in the payment. And we have others who are absolutely wonderful and we wish every customer was that way. So we need, first of all, to know who that that second set of customers are, those top ones, that 20% that generates 80% of our income. Um, I I want us all to think about the fact too that that relationship with us is not only functional, that we're giving them something they need to use, but it becomes over time emotional. They really like working with us. Anna, you run a a wonderful mentor-protege program and you know at the end of the year, the people who've come through your program have emotional feelings about working with you along with what they've learned functionally from the program. So we're saying, what are the top 20%? What's the emotional tie they have with you? And how can we begin to to pull that out and understand it? I recently had a client look at their, their customers that they like and ask, what do they all have in common? Can we find the common things among that, that top 20%? Uh, is it how they approach you as a vendor, for example? Uh, that they all approach you kind of the same way and others, this top 20% really likes working with you. The bottom 20%, they take you for granted. You're just there, you know. Uh, is it the expectations that they have of you that you constantly work to meet? That might begin to separate them. Uh, do they have values that you believe in and they see that you have the same set of values uh, we mentioned a while back in a conversation, the need to have a win-win. You'll find customers who believe in a win-win and you'll find customers who want to take advantage of you. Well, that begins to separate out that top 20%. Uh, do they trust you? Do they have confidence in you? Do they pay on time? Those are all the, the attributes we can attach to customers and begin to say, what's that top 20%? Any other thoughts to add in terms of how we might look at that top 20%? Well, um, I know that in the past we had one episode where we shared how you grade your customers also, because a lot of times when you talk about grading, we mentioned that, you know, you have to consider the margin, profit margins and things like that. But there's a wonderful um, book, The Pumpkin Plan. And the author gives you really very good ideas how you can divide your customers. Because sometimes we may rate a customers or this 20% of customers for based on the future expectations. 
what they will be bringing us in the future, not only transactional like today, also what kind of referrals they can do for us. And Michael was absolutely correct when he mentioned that make sure that your culture and your values are very, very similar because you will be happier transacting with people with similar values than your own company rather than people who disagree with your values and your culture. Uh, yeah, I just, people come to you and they need a, a, a product or a service, uh, and, and that's the functional side. But as you just said, Anna, that trust, that uh, that comfort they have you, with you, the confidence in the values that you share, that's the emotional connection. And think about the fact that these 20% who feel that way about you, they're talking about you as a firm. They're telling other people, well, if you need that, you go over there to that firm to get it because they're they're so great to work with. They take such good care of me. I can think here in town of a place I go to, to get tires repaired or, or put on my car. Uh, they're interesting individuals. They're, they're not touchy-feely by any man way of speaking of them, but they do such a good job and they're so quick. You still end up having this crazy emotional connection. It's a family business and you like them for who they are and the efficiency with, with which they get it done. And underneath, you know, they also appreciate you coming in because they recognize your face. That's building a customer base, customer base that's selling your firm to others. I tell everybody, go to this firm for when you need those services. So, and just this twenty percent. Once you identify this twenty percent, also, um, it is important you can multiply it. Mm -hmm. So every single time you have a new client, and if you identify that this client is mm -hmm. uh, part of your twenty percent. This 20% can can grow, not only being 20% in the other the other bottom uh, percentage, you can fire them. Yeah, yes, <laughs> Talk yes. about it in another episode, but you know, just one we just wanted to make sure that you really truly focus on your top uh, customers. And I know that some of you probably will say, Hey, you know what, Anna, I really want all the business I can. Yes, for a while, but to be honest with you, after a while you will see that some of your bottom clients they will drain you yes we, we've talked in the previous podcast about the uh what's the term opportunity cost there we go you spend a lot of time getting customers to join you when in fact they take too much time and you could have gotten two of the top 20 percent customers as on is suggesting to you also think about now as you're looking at a prospective customer i've often often been asked a question by clients how long should I keep working on this relationship I want with this firm? How many times should I go visit with them and when they haven't bought anything from me yet? Well, you need to ask now, if I look at my top 20%, do they match up? Mm -hmm. Or are they likely to be in the bottom 20% as a customer? Maybe I shouldn't spend any more time trying to land them. Maybe we just don't fit each other. Let me go find two firms that in values and culture and personality match with, with my firm. Those are the ones I want to spend time on. Now you'll get quicker sales because you're beginning to select who you want to work with and who you don't want to work with. And frankly, you know, we chase the dollar. Well, be careful. Sometimes the dollar comes at the cost of $3 of work to get that dollar of income. I want to work with somebody where I get dollar for dollar, the win-win. Yes, you make sure that you evaluate exactly what Michael just mentioned, because it's, yeah, you may think about that you will go and get this big contract and you're spending all this time 
trying to pursue one customer when bottom line, this new customer will not be part of your 20% and you spend all this time wasting trying to recruit. And Michael said, you may not even get it. You may not get the contract where during that time you may have got three or four smaller contracts, which will surpass the contract you're pursuing. So make sure that you are in line and assess your customers all the time. Yes. So you heard Anna and I both say that you really ought to know who your top 20% is or 30%, whatever the number is, that are really the, the backbone of your business. But I'm going to push you further. I want you to think about what they have in common that makes them your customers versus someone else's. So the challenge is to go back to your list of 20% and be able to tell us in, in maybe an email or a contact, what have you discovered your customers have in common beyond being part of your top 20% from an income standpoint? What else do they have in common? We want to know. We want you to know that. That's how you can find other customers. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. I am, of course, Anna Steinfest, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Michael Troyer. Keep watching for us at Lessons in This podcast was brought to you by the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protege Program and the Digital Department of Northeast Wisconsin Technical College.